Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and happy July 1st to you and yours. I hope and pray y'all have an excellent weekend and Monday celebrating our nation's independence. Celebrate hard, folks, because our current administration hates that we have freedom. Before I get into any news, however, let's stop and take a moment to talk about our Fight, Laugh, Feast Club membership. By joining the Fight, Laugh, Feast Army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also get access to content placed in our club portal, such as past shows, all of our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Lastly, you'll also get discounts to our conferences. So, if you've got 10 bucks a month to kick over our way, you can sign up now at flfnetwork.com. That's flfnetwork.com. White House encourages girls 15 or under to abort without their parents' consent. This is according to The Federalist. The White House just promoted a website that guides girls under 15 to getting an abortion without their parents' knowledge or consent. On June 25th, the day after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, the White House advertised an online health and human services flyer containing a link to abortionfinder.org, a network that connects women wanting abortions to local facilities that will perform them and provides information on the legality of abortion in their state. The website has a search engine to find abortions based on the seeker's location and age, including for minors 15 or younger. Abortionfinder.org also includes a link to the If, When, How Judicial Bypass Helpline, which is designed to help minors bypass their parents or guardians to obtain an abortion. This judicial bypass system cuts 14 to 16-year-olds off from their support systems, isolating them and allowing them to kill their children in utero and put their bodies through the trauma of abortion with no familial protection. There's a picture in the article, and you can find the article in our show notes, by the way. Despite studies showing that women who go through abortion suffer increased mental health issues than women who decide to give birth to their children, Biden and his administration are capitalizing on the outrage sparked by the overturning of Roe to target American youth. Which I find funny, by the way. Gabe actually shared a picture of Joe Biden, who did not support Roe v. Wade back in 1981, saying women don't have that right. But that's how you know a politician is lying. After the Dobbs decision, the Department of Health and Human Services immediately published a website ReproductiveRights.gov for the express purpose of providing accurate and up-to-date information about access to and coverage of reproductive health care and resources. The page, which is itself a uh, mis misnomer since abortion is neither health care nor a right, though branding itself is as a full-range coverage of the choices available to women, made no reference at all to a woman's choice to keep her baby and instead pandered almost entirely to abortion-related services. The website also linked to abortionfinder.org, once again promoting the bypass of parental consent for minors to obtain abortions. That's from our White House, folks. Terrible. But let's shift focus now to some good news as another win for the Supreme Court as it rules against EPA's authority to limit emissions by remaking energy sector. 
The Supreme Court on Thursday issued a ruling in the case of West Virginia versus Environmental Protection Agency, the 6-3. Surprise, it's 6-3. I wonder who the three were. Ruling sides with West Virginia, which sought to limit the Clean Air Act. At issue were the EPA's plans to use regulation to reduce carbon pollution mostly by moving production to cleaner sources. This is according to the EPA. Once the EPA determined the course of action, they began to limit allowable emissions from fossil fuel production. They enacted goals that they view as a reasonable amount of shift, which it based on modeling how much more electricity both natural gas and renewable sources could supply without causing undue cost increases or reducing the overall power supply. Chief Justice Roberts wrote in his opinion, quote, Since passage of the Act 50 years ago, EPA has exercised this authority by setting performance standards based on measures that would reduce pollution by causing plants to operate more, clear, more cleanly. In 2015, however, EPA used a new rule concluding that the best system of emission reduction for existing coal-fired power plants included a requirement that such facilities reduce their own production of electricity or subsidize increased generation by natural gas, wind, or, or solar sources. This meant that the EPA was effectively regulating coal business to wind down toward the end goal of no longer being in business of providing energy. Roberts asked the question as to whether this broader conception of EPA's authority is within the power granted to it by the Clean Air Act. The opinion states that the EPA does not have this broad authority under the Clean Air Act and that this power has not been bestowed by Congress. Fantastic stuff from our Supreme Court once again. Hey, are you looking to make a move? Well, you need to talk to our friends at Story Real Estate. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. Home is where you prepare to go out into the world. Finding the home that's perfect for your family, well, that's a big job. Story Real Estate is Moscow's top real estate team. They give people real estate advice all over the country. Family homes, investments, land, new construction, or even commercial, they know real estate. If you've thought about a move to Moscow or anywhere in the country, reach out to get connected with a Story Real Estate agent. Wherever you're going, they can help guide you home. Visit storyrealestate.com to get connected with one of their agents today. Donald Trump is open to a Trump-DeSantis 2024 presidential ticket. Former President Donald Trump said his family is on board with the possibility of him running for president again in 2024. He was quoted as saying, well, they love our country and they hate to see what's happening. I can't, I, I'm not even going to try to do his voice. <laughs> Trump said of former First Lady Melina Trump and son Baron Trump. Are Melania and Barron on board with a possible run again in two and a half years? Well, they love our country and they hate to see what's happening. So at the right time, I'll be saying what I want to do. But they do. They love our country, both. Barron's a young man. Yep. And Melania is a first lady who is really loved. Yes. I will say yes. that. She, yep. I see the signs. We love our first lady. Mm -hmm. uh, but they love our country. So I think they'll do what has to be done could you if envision we decide world, to go that way. Could you envision a world, sir, uh, where there is a Trump-DeSantis ticket? In 2024? Well, I get along with him. I was very responsible for his success because I endorsed him and he went up like a rocket ship, just yes. like I endorsed Mary Miller the other day, who 
supposedly was not going to win, and she won. She won. Just like uh, Darren Bailey is doing great. He just won. Yep. I think he's going to beat Pritzker, one of the worst governors of the country. The Democrats apparently wanted that race, several of these they, races. They say that. They're yeah. missing something. No, right? they like to say that. They always like to say that. They take somebody that's doing well and they say, he's the one we want. He's, it's called disinformation. Just like Russia, Russia, Russia. It's disinformation. Right. They said it about Mastriano, who's great. Mastriano in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. They said, oh, it was obvious. I endorsed him. It was obvious he was going to win. And they said it about him in Pennsylvania. Oh, we want him. They don't want him. It's just the opposite. But they say we want him or we want Bailey. And that's not the way it works. Governor DeSantis's popularity among registered Republican voters continues to climb. A recent poll showed about 45% would love to vote for Trump, compared to 36 who lean toward DeSantis, the closest any challenger has ever gotten to the former president in a GOP primary poll, with a difference of only nine points. Man, that, that's, uh, that's a fiery duo right there. But now it's time for the topic that I love, sports. And we've got a fair bit to cover in the world of sports, so let's get to it. Wimbledon is currently underway, and Australian tennis star Nick Kyrgios has caught some attention. Now to Wimbledon, and a remarkable news conference from Nick Kyrgios. The world number 40 has admitted spitting in the direction of a spectator following his first round win over Britain's Paul Jubb. Let's go to Jackie Beltra, who's at Wimbledon for us. Jackie, good evening again. Just put this into context. What actually happened? So he's playing Paul Jubb uh, on one of the show courts and the young Brit is really, really, really giving him a run from the money from the very, very start of this match. And Nick Kyrgios is not happy. He's not happy with a line judge. Uh, he complained to the lineswoman uh, about the lineswoman to the umpire uh, because the lineswoman had complained about him 15 minutes in. He said something to her and then she went and reported it to the umpire and he didn't like that. He called her a snitch. He also <laughs> said, um, has one person today come to see her speak? No. Why is she doing that? Not one person in the stadium has come to watch her do anything. Not one person like you. Know what I mean? Uh, he was furious. This is what he said to the chair umpire. The chair umpire is Maria Kitschak, and she was the person who had to try and keep control of Kyrgios during this match, which was uh, not an easy match. He did win through in the end against Paul Job, but it, it did go to five sets, and he was a set down. So he was already bristling and seething uh, from the very, very beginning of the match. It's worth having a listen to uh, his press conference, because he's complaining about um, a person in the crowd who's been giving him abuse, not racial abuse, as we all thought, but just more like heckling. Um, he didn't like it. And this is the fan he spat towards, uh, which he admitted in his press conference. He spat towards this fan uh, when he had finished the match. Facing off against Britain's Paul Jubb, the 27-year-old Kyrgios went through a gauntlet of emotion in a close win. 6-3-1-6-5-7-7-6 and 5-7 respectively. Kyrgios' highlights on the day included calling a line judge a snitch, <laughs> sending a tennis ball into orbit, requesting that a fan get escorted out of the championships, and spitting in the direction of the heckling fan after the match. The tennis star has been known for his on-court antics and contentious persona. Kyrgios received $113,000 in fines in one tournament, and that was at the Southern Open in Cincinnati in the past. The more you know. 
In other sports news, Kevin Durant has reportedly requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, this after his teammate and fellow star Kyrie Irving just signed an extension with the club. Whoops. The Phoenix Suns and Miami Heat are among the teams Durant has on his wish list for a potential trade, sources told ESPN's Waj, they call him, Wajanowski. However, the Nets are not tied to honoring any of Durant's preferred destinations and plan to make a deal that allows them the greatest return of assets. There's also rumor that Kyrie Irving wants to try and move with KD to his new team. Irving eventually opted into the final year of his contract after being unable to find a suitable sign-and-trade for the Nets to take him to his preferred list of destinations, one that included the Los Angeles Lakers, LA Clippers, New York Knicks, Heat, Dallas Mavericks, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Of those teams, however, only the Lakers were interested in giving Irving a max contract. This, once again, according to the Wodge. They didn't have any package to offer the Nets that was appealing enough to get a sign-and-trade deal done. On Kevin Durant's side of things, though, he averaged 29.9 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, 6.4 assists this season, but he saw action in just 55 games during the regular season as he recovered from an MCL injury. By the way, he's 33 years of age. And finally, USC and UCLA are planning to move on from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten as early as 2024, according to sources. USC and UCLA, two of the Pac-12's flagship programs, are planning to leave the Conference of Champions for the Big Ten as early as 2024. By now, it should be called the Big 2000 or something like that. There's so many teams. And a move is considered imminent, according to sources. There is still a formal notification process as the two schools have to let the Pac-12 know of their intentions to leave. USC and UCLA also have to formally apply to the Big Ten. According to a source, that process is already underway. Big Ten presidents and chancellors will meet to vote on the addition of USC and UCLA. Multiple sources have told ESPN on Thursday that the move is expected to happen. A source even called the next steps formalities. The reason this move would be less disruptive than a potential move to the ACC is that USC and UCLA have a grant of rights tied to the current Pac-12 television contract, which expires after the 2023 football season and 23-24 school year. That's why the expectation is that both schools can go to the league for the 24-25 season and not suffer any financial penalty. The Pac-12 officials had been nudging both L.A. schools for years to extend the grant of rights. The fact that they didn't hinted that they had greater ambition. We just got soonered and horned, a high-ranking university official at one of the Pac-12 schools told ESPN, referring to the decision made last year by Texas and Oklahoma to leave the Big 12 Conference for the SEC. College sports has officially turned into a farm league for the NBA and NFL. That's going to do it for this CrossPolitik Daily News Brief. If you like the show, hit that share button for me, will you? If you want to sign up for our conference, become a club member, or subscribe to our FLF magazine, you can do all of that at flfnetwork.com. And as always, if you'd like to become a corporate partner with CrossPolitik, you should email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great 4th of July with you and yours, and Lord bless.